Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episode 79 of my daily audio vlog series. For those of you that are new, this is an unedited raw flow of thoughts and feelings that quite often takes us to insightful places. Other times, unfortunately, the rambling takes us nowhere. That's the risk of embracing the unknown. And I find myself squatting on a hill, looking over the hills, the farms, the farmland. I went on a, on a run today and I came to a halt. My body was saying, no, 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 no. If you keep going, you're gonna injure yourself. If you keep going, you're gonna injure yourself. So I had to tell myself to stop. I did an 8K yesterday, pretty intense race, like timing myself for like practicing for a race in a week's time. And today I wanted to, you know, do the time, do even better time. So run and get the, the time per kilometer down even lower. Uh, so I wanted to push myself, but then I was like, man, I'm a week away from the, from the race. Do I really need to push myself when I pushed myself yesterday? And I listened to my body. My body says, no, it's like my arm's gonna, my leg's gonna ping. My back's gonna ping. Somebody's gonna ping and then I'll be fucked for the actual race. So let go of your ego, let go of your wanting to do more, get more, and just, yeah, rest, do your podcast. So that's what I'm doing, basically. Sitting here on a, on a little slope, stones, pebbles, dirt, greenery, to talk to you about selfhood. What is selfhood? This concept that I've been writing and thinking about for a while now. And um, I want to try and unravel it for you over the next eight minutes that we have on this podcast. I want to start by talking about this idea concept of post-truth, post-truth humans, and how selfhood becomes the antidote to uh, lies, um, or not, not, not necessarily lies, but not being able to discover the truth because of the complexity of the world we live in today, the global globalized world. If we look at, I know, let's think of going back to living in a tribe, let's imagine there's 20 of us. Um, the cause and effect that we have on each other is pretty direct and open and transparent and clear and not too complex. If we fast forward to, a, to today, I'm buying a t-shirt in Gozo or in the UK, it's being made in India, the produce is maybe coming from another country. So you've got so many people involved in different processes that are compartmentalized that I don't know about, that they're very hard to discover. You know, most companies, it's like I was looking at the bo uh, a bottle of honey the other day. We use honeys from different European countries. So the people that harvest that honey from different countries with different stories, with different backgrounds, different problems, you know, so we really don't have a clear vision of the impact that we have as individuals. The cause and effect is not clear. So the truth is not clear, right? And it's becoming more and more apparent with the more information and the more we cross culture and we mix different religions and different ideas, the more foggy truth gets and the harder it is to get to it. And it seems to be that those that are best at communicating or storytelling um, are going to win. Not only are they going to create stability for themselves, because they're going to create a story that they're going to embody, but also create a 
story, a fiction, a religion, a following of some kind of idea or dogma that is also going to give psychological and emotional stability to others um, that believe in them. So it's come to this point where selfhood is the last resort, resource. What do I mean by that? I mean that from an ideological perspective, um, all the different global ideologies have come together. They're all mixed. They all tell similar stories, but different stories. There's many different diets. Some people seem to be working with one diet, others with another diet. There's different climates, different, different upbringings, different circumstances. There's so many variables that it's, it's, it's literally impossible to decipher um, a truth, right? When we lived in, before I went traveling, for example, I only knew one reality. That was my culture. Well, at that point, I knew two cultures because I'd been in the UK and in Spain. Um, and that maybe moved me to explore more. But imagine my nan, who's never le left her town. She knows that reality. You know, she knows the church that she knows. She knows the people that she knows. Her friends are kind of on the same wavelength of belief system. As soon as you start exploring new cultures and people are becoming more nomadic and travelers and more curious we have more access to information on social media on the internet you can explore infinite information nowadays eventually you reach a place of overwhelming chaos um and you're basically sat there and you you come to a realization that it's impossible to to, to, to realize the truth there is no truth there's this different truths from different origins from different places from different people and that actually it's it's always been about fiction it's always been a lie in part every religion has been a fiction made up but it's had it's had good effects on people and bad effects so if we look at it from the psychological stability that a belief system gives someone emotional stability it gives them a purpose on the planet it gives them a moral compass it gives them ethics you know and yeah it's, it, it just serves such a a purpose that we couldn't even it's not just a dogma a dogmatic belief system that enslaves people like it actually serves a psychological and social purpose at the same time and now that we've come into this secular era of postmodernism, where you know most of the western world is i mean there's still a lot of religious people but even the non-religious people that claim to be atheists they're still religious but in a different way. When I say religious, they still need a belief system because uncertainty is is not easy to, 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 to manage, to, to handle, to, to live with from a mental perspective, from a psychological perspective. And this, of course, brings me to veganism because it's just a really, really good example of a belief system similar to a religion, dogmatic, that's not classified as a religion but it serves the same purpose it gives people in a postmodern world that are overwhelmed by information it gives them um, a purpose a cause it, 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 it covers it, it brings them out of existential crisis it gives them a diet so it gives them it tells them what to eat it gives them a moral compass ethics um, and and it also 
um, emphasizes benevolence, so compassion and love. And we love all of these things, right? From an emotional standpoint of ideals, we we bow down to them ideals, right? Compassion, love, um, reducing of suffering. But there's also the aspect of shaming and guilt. So if you fall out of line or you're not vegan, then you could be seen as guilty or inferior from a moral perspective. So there's all these different aspects of veganism that when you really step back, um, just like any other religion, there's there's really great intentions, but and it does serve an amazing psychological and emotional and even existential purpose for people. It's so, so important. Whether it's veganism or any other belief, it really grounds you and gives you a motivation to live, a purpose, a drive, and identity. People struggle to live without identity. The ego needs to grasp something to embody and then act out in the world. So, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to talk about selfhood, but I've gone and talked about related topics. But I don't know if I've I've expressed what I wanted to say about selfhood. Maybe I have to say that save that for the next one. But it does come down to everything outside is chaos. All I can rely on is myself. And what do I mean by that? My own intuition, how I feel in the moment, even though that's forever changing, that's what's becoming the new religion. So really tuning into yourself, what we call the authentic self, whether that's even a thing or not, I don't know, because it's also conditioned and affected constantly by the outside world. But yeah, there's this idea that whatever's coming up for me in my five sense reality is my truth. Whatever I'm feeling or drawn towards in that moment. It's kind of becoming the new self-religion um, and also then self-realization. So then we become a lot, lot, a lot more selfish as well because we need to protect ourselves because we are the religion in, individually. And this is only kind of picking, picking up now, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll begin to see um, certain people exploiting the selfhood and gaining a lot of followers. So it will become like lots of individual communities with leaders, so influencers or people at the top that are, are, the, are the best storytellers, the best uh, communicators. And then those that can't reach them levels will become followers of the, the dogma or the religion or the, the, the whatever it is, passion or sport that it is that they feel more in line with. Um, and they will let go of themselves. So yeah different factions <laughs> the the post-truth era of selfhood and um yeah i've gone way over 10 minutes it's coming up to 11 gone 11 blimey blimey as you can see this is a topic that i'm very passionate about and maybe i will continue tomorrow i really really appreciate you for listening i hope you took away some value from today's podcast and i'll speak to you again for, i'll speak to you again tomorrow ciao for now